Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to Transmission 2 of the Liberate Yourself podcast, where we are cultivating personal sovereignty in times of chaotic transition. In the second episode, I go over what I've found to be some very helpful tools on my own path of personal sovereignty that I hope you can find helpful as well. Hello, friends. Hope everyone is doing well out there in these chaotic, evolving times. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you've noticed that the old systems and institutions we were accustomed to are crumbling before our eyes. I spoke about this a little bit in the last transmission, but I wanted to touch on why this makes the concept and cultivation of personal sovereignty so important at this time. It's time to liberate ourselves from the mass entrainment of our human souls and realize our inherent full potential. And this doesn't come just by philosophy, theory, or visioning it into existence. It requires a participation in the unfolding of oneself, and that self with a capital S, that unshakable core part of you that will not be governed by an outside agency. And it's inherently loving and peace-seeking. So personal sovereignty requires participation and shifting our perception to rebuild ourselves by our own rules. And by turning our attention inward for transformation, we consciously opt out of the prevailing system and the subliminal thought patterns it imprints onto us. So for the second transmission, I wanted to go over a few concepts of what I find to be integral to developing personal sovereignty from within. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. But there are a few tools I've picked up over the course of my own personal work that can help you build a stronger sense of self and can help you more confidently navigate this eon change happening around you. I chose these four faculties because they are inherent in all of us as humans and can't be taught to you. It's They're like a black art almost. <laughs> it takes practice and refinement to strengthen them over time. And to allow these faculties to embody your character and steer your own personal ship, so to speak. So let's jump in. First off is discernment. This is one of my favorite words and concepts. It is so important to learn this art, and I feel that it is definitely lacking as a virtue in mainstream culture. Discernment is the ability to make decisions based on one's own inner authority. So your truth with a capital T is the base of what you want to be operating from. And discernment is the sharpest tool in your belt to cut through all the stimulus, all the information, all the opinions that we are bombarded by and allows us a deep sense of knowing what is true for ourselves. Your truth is going to be different than someone else's truth, and it's designed that way. We are not a homogenous species. We are emanations of consciousness itself that need to discern truth and how to best express what we are here to fulfill in this life. Being on a spiritual path or a deliberate journey is in life is a Gnostic one. And I realize Gnostic is a loaded term, but in this instance, I mean it in the way that we are in charge of our education and the information that we take in to be truth at our core. 
Discernment is what allows you to bring in and integrate the knowledge that resonates with your purpose, your being, your truth, and to disregard all else while also respecting that it is not bad or wrong, but it's just not right for you at this time. Just because others have different truths and are walking different paths doesn't make them wrong. This is the trap of polarity games that you see playing out right now. We don't evolve by being pitted against each other and destroying each other. This isn't our natural, you know, nature. <laughs> this may seem like a foreign concept if you're tuned into the consensus reality that touts the us-against-them mentality for every facet of life as a human, but frankly, it's bullshit. Discernment is the key to navigating this new unknown territory we find ourselves in, and we are certainly entering into a time of unknown, but the positive side of this is that we get to be co-creators and gatekeepers to this new reality. After tuning into yourself for a while and removing yourself from the noise of social media, television, and consensus reality in general, there will be more room for wisdom to flood in and show you the way. This is the uncanny and provocative part of living a self-directed life. Okay, so next up is equilibrium, which is also close to my heart as a Libra ascendant with Saturn, Pluto, and Mars all conjunct my ascendant in Libra. <laughs> the astrologers out there are probably going, whoa, that's intense. And yes, it is. It's like intense pressure to find um, that internal equilibrium, balance, and harmony within oneself. I'm realizing very quickly that that spreading that message of equilibrium and peace is part of my work in this lifetime, hence this podcast. Um, so inner equilibrium is basically the goal of spiritual and occult practices so that you will not be thrown off of your core being by every little thing. This takes constant practice and calibration to know where your inner balance resides. The mainstream media narrative of our current age is specifically designed to knock you off balance emotionally and energetically, so it is more difficult to discern truth for yourself. Developing equilibrium is a moral act of fortitude, not only for you, but to all of mankind, and it requires turning inward again to participate in this conscious self-improvement. It is only when we hold a mirror up to our truth that we are ready to project out our energy outward into the world. When we create this balance within ourselves first, it radiates and emanates out into the world and affects others in a positive way. So take this for example. Um, when I see the polarity games playing out in the world, you know, the us against them, I have to ask myself, you know, have the activists and the leaders of these movements done their internal work to achieve a sense of harmony? Or is their fervor a form of projecting out onto others the balance that they seek in themselves? Just something to contemplate. Inner equilibrium brings deep peace that can't be shaken by anything. Sure, you'll be swayed off your center from time to time, but that's all part of the refinement process and the lessons to learn. Cultivating a core balance will give you an anchor to flow back to so you can take up your stability again, no matter what comes your way. So how does one cultivate this, you may ask? A lot of different ways. Um, personally, the one that the ways that, you know, I have found, and this is taught in occult practice, is by 
letting yourself reach the highest highs of ecstatic emotion and as well as becoming well acquainted with the darkest part of yourself or what Carl Jung termed the shadow self and to integrate these energies together, knowing that one is neither good nor bad or light nor dark. It's, it's when you've sufficiently mapped out the territory between these poles that the middle point will become more clear to you over time. So don't be afraid of either the light or the dark. These poles are basically given to us so that we can explore the terrain in between emotionally, thereby knowing where home resides in the middle. So another tool that I find to be extremely important in these times and admittedly has got me into awkward or sticky situations before is inquiry, being curious, asking the big questions, and finally questioning everything. And I do mean everything. Curiosity is a trait that makes us distinctly human. It's what keeps us evolving and searching for answers to seemingly unanswerable questions. Without the beauty of inquiry, there would be no new inventions or advancements in our society. It's the bravery to ask the big questions or to question existing systems that set the wheels of evolution into motion. So question everything. This is how one can become a more and more conscious being over time. Just following along with what is being told to you is a fast track to falling under someone else's control and narrative. All of us have fallen prey to this, or, you know, you're not alone. I've, I am absolutely guilty of this, uh, but living by someone else's model of reality besides your own is not the purpose of this life. So always remain curious, wonder about the big things, contemplate the infinite possibilities of everything, never take anything at face value, especially if it's delivered along with a, well, that's just how it is. (laughs) So many of my Greatest metaphysical journeys in my life have begun with asking one big open-ended and even unanswerable question, and I invite you to do the same. The results that come from that are startling and life-changing. When one is curious, the universe will sort of click together and conspire to show you what you are inquiring about in the most transcendent and wonderful ways that you can't even imagine at this point. So ask your big questions in whatever way you see fit and the guides will show up in all forms to take off your distorted goggles of mainstream culture and take you on a journey you will not regret. On to the fourth and final tool of personal sovereignty, and it is by far my favorite and well-loved by many. That is creativity. Going back to inquiry... I see creativity as the result of asking the big questions and then making manifest these metaphysical energies into the material realm. Humans are inherently creative. It is self-evident in that we continue to learn and put our mark on the creation of the world itself. The amount of openness to new ideas and experiences is what differentiates us from other forms of life. We have this unique capability to create our lives, our consciousness, our families, our communities, and beyond with just our imagination. Imagination itself is the life force behind creativity. You have the capacity to envision a new pattern of being and then bring it into the world. That's incredible and miraculous. And yes, everyone has this ability as a human, no matter what any parent, teacher, or peer ever said to you. 
creativity again is inherent in us and it's what makes us human. It's literally what keeps the human race going. Bringing a child into the world is the most organic and powerful form of creativity. And this extends to artists, designers, chefs, writers, dancers, and anyone who uses these natural capabilities to, again, make manifest the patterns in their imagination. Give yourself permission to use your creativity. I stress this all the time with my own clients. Don't ever tell yourself you're not creative because you are in some way. It's like breathing. It's that natural. The word creativity has come to mean in our society, it's kind of been co-opted as like a talent that is only attributed to artists, but this is not the actual truth. Exercise your creativity often. It's like a, a muscle that will atrophy if not given proper attention on an ongoing basis. And it does take practice over time. You're not going to like sit down and draw or paint a masterpiece. You're not going to write, you know, the great American novel the first time you sit down. It just takes practice, deliberate, um, deliberate attention to a craft over time. If you feel like your daily work or job is not inspiring to you in this way, have a passion or hobby outside of your work and one that lets you be free and just let go of all outcomes. You can mess up as much as you want and it's fun. This stimulates the potent creative energy from your heart center instead of our logical mind, and it will feed into your work and life in the most, you know, amazing ways. So, um, sometimes this is hard because finding something to be into, uh, like a craft to, or a hobby to start up because we tend to bury them over time through, you know, conditioning and having to find a job and be responsible in the world or what have you. So one way I help people to get started with this is to think about, uh, go back when you were a child, what creative activities did you enjoy doing as a child? Did you write, draw, paint, sing, dance, or mar do martial arts? Look back to when you were a child and get some clues into what you are naturally drawn towards to get a clue as to where to start. Okay, guys, there you have it. Some tools of personal sovereignty to contemplate and add to your arsenal of liberation. I hope you found this helpful, and I wish you all the best in your exploration of your own personal truth. Take care out there. Thank you for listening to this transmission of the Liberate Yourself podcast. I hope you found something useful to take with you on your own path of unfolding. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you can get episodes as they roll out. And if you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes and give the podcast a positive review. This helps the show gain traction and helps it be visible to others who will enjoy this content. Another tool in my tool belt of cultivating personal sovereignty is learning more about my natal astrology chart. This is a powerful way to discover and embody your inherent gifts as laid out by the cosmos. Listeners of this podcast receive 20% off these readings, so go to tristadedman.com and click on Guidance to learn more and use the code LIBERATEME when booking any astrology or tarot reading service. Thanks again for coming along on this experimental ride, guys, and take care out there.